Warning, this podcast contains explicit language, themes of a sexual nature, and spoilers about something you've probably not seen yet. You've been warned. Oh, you can probably, that's probably going to pick up Chris going for a wee. Ding, Chris. Because this is beneath your podcast. Courtesy flush, please. That's been a good week. Yeah, that's shampoo. Is he checking something out? Or is my hair is not just... sexy and vibrant? <laughs> that's what I was asking. Hell's no. Hell's no. Hell's no. Is it? No. No. Because you've obviously not been using it. All right. So, um, which this, hair? I enjoyed this. <laughs> Hang on, airplane mode. Oh yeah, sorry. Airplane mode for the fans. I'm already on airplane mode. Yeah, because I'm a teacher's pet. Fuck is a bacon number. What, what is a bacon number? I, uh, Degrees it, of Kevin Bacon, I think. Yeah. So how many steps it takes to yeah. get... Everyone is within seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Oh, it's five. Three, seven degrees. Famous. Is it five degrees Three films. The, the idea is, is that you basically... Six degrees <coughs> of Kevin Bacon. You, yeah, so you've got Kevin Bacon, the actor, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you name an actor like Samuel L. Jackson, and then you basically work out through how many films and roles you get back to Samuel L. Jackson so, so, and Kevin Bacon. So him, like, if there's an actor... Um, you can do it with anyone, though, can't you? Apparently. Yeah, yeah so everyone yourself. links back to Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Within how many moves, sorry? Six, is six? it six degrees of six. Kevin Bacon? Six, yeah. Within six films, you can link. All right, so together. how could you link Samuel L. Jackson... Back to Kevin Bacon. So, um, oh, um, we've never known this before. You could do it. That's it's great fun. I've it was a big this. thing quite a few years ago now, actually. A very long time ago. <coughs> Probably 10 years, actually. Yeah, oh, I was in school. Oh, 10 God. years ago? <laughs> doing what? Stalking? <laughs> you know, you're trying to work it out. Yeah, I'm trying to work one out. Are you related to Kevin Bacon in six steps? Oh, am I? No. Because I'd have to meet someone famous, wouldn't I? Or have done something with someone that's famous. What would you have done? Okay. Um, Samuel L. Jackson to Kevin Bacon. You could do... Kevin Bacon was in... Footloose. No, I'll tell you what. Kevin Bacon was in a few good... uh, Kevin Bacon was in a few good men. Who was it? Who he was also in with Jack Nicholson. Oh, you're going to go there. And Jack Nicholson was in The Departed, which was directed by Scorsese, and then Scorsese, Goodfellas. So you can do that in four. Yeah. I very nearly fucked that up. Boom. That's cool. That's how it works. Come here! Get over here! Friday Night Beer Club Podcast. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to the Friday Night Beer Club. We've gathered again to drink some baby shams and a few other tipples and get some things off our chest. So as usual, I'm joined by Chris. You better check yourself, mate, before you wreck yourself. And just across from me, I've got Simo. Boy, I'm gasha. Once again, we've got no Ben tonight. He's too busy in the country park fisting tramps. <laughs> but he has been more than replaced suitably by Pete. To the extreme, I'm like a poisonous mushroom. Or a replacement <laughs> for Ben. Is that, is that vanilla rice? Yes. I thought it was to the extreme like a Mike, like a vandal. Like upstage, like a stage. chump, like a candle. No, it's a poisonous mushroom. In case you're thinking, it's the red fucking pill. Yeah. Pick it up. Well, see, now that brings us on, quite nicely, to the latest news. Oh, yeah. About my favourite non-Superman-related movie, The Matrix. Woo! Woo! And the news is... Bad. Well, I've got the, bad news for you. The, fir- the, fir- the first story's came, come out that it's going to be rebooted. Um, okay. But it might not be a reboot. It might not be a remake. It might be a continuation. Uh, Zach Penn, who is the screenwriter... Uh, for it, who did movies such as <laughs> X-Men 2, um, 
And he also did Electra and X-Men 3. Didn't David Hayter write the scripts for them? He's the voice of Solid Snake in Metal Gear Solid 1 to 4. But I think Zach Penn's the main the main guy for those. But he said, <laughs> don't read too much into a reboot. It's probably not going to be a reboot. Um, it's more of a kind of continuation of that world. And as <clears> lots <throat> of things have said since Marvel have come along, like Transformers and stuff like that, they've said, oh, we're going to have extended universes of... Like movies mm. going on. Um, are you not a big fan of the Matrix? Or I thought the Matrix was excellent. <clears throat> I thought Reloaded was just like, oh look, I've got a new computer. Let's try and make CGI. <laughs> you know, and then um, and then the whole architect thing at the end, and then <laughs> yeah. The All right. So uh, thoughts? Anyone up for a? Um, Would anyone be up for a Matrix reboot, a hard reset, an original kind of... Oh, sorry, a a reboot of the original. Would anyone be interested in that? The first... first That's that's the correct answer. That is the right answer. You may stay. (laughs) The first Matrix movie is good. I enjoyed that a lot. I didn't enjoy it, I guess, with as much... I I didn't hold it as endearing to my heart as others do. I thought it was a great film and I enjoyed it. The, the second two movies are just a pile of piffle as far as I'm concerned and I went to the cinema to see both of them like first showings first days just to go you know maybe they were gonna... six months apart weren't they it, I think the problem is it created its own genre I, I remember when I first watched The Matrix and it's in fact if you did like the whole name top five films that you saw that just like blew you away because you weren't expecting anything I remember when I went to go watch The Matrix it had been out and my girlfriend at the time had seen it with some friends. And she went, you need to go and watch this film. And I'd seen Johnny Mnemonic that was mm, out. Yeah. Which yeah. was like sticking something here, go into a computer. And of course, Keanu Reeves had not done... He'd done, had he done Point Break by then, I suppose, mm. had he? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah he'd done Point yeah. Break. He'd done Bill and Ted, and I loved those. But I was like, didn't really go for him as an actor. I was like, no, it's just like Johnny Mnemonic, but they're wearing trench coats and sunglasses. I'm really, really not bothered. So went to the Odeon in town. In fact, it was the old Odeon on yep. Head Street. Went to go... What, Crouch Street, sorry. Went to go watch that and it blew me away because I was like, I don't even want to go watch this. Like, go and watch it. I'm telling you. So, okay, fine. We'll watch it. And it was amazing because I didn't see anything like it. All the all the martial arts in it and, the, and, the, and it was just cool. Everything in it was cool. And you could just... It was... Brilliant. And then it birthed a genre, bullet time, got endlessly yeah. parodied and all of this stuff. And no sequel. I don't even know what they could have done in the sequels that would have ever lived up to what I saw in the first one. I don't even know what the right answer is, is what they could have done in the other ones. Probably used the phrase concurrently a lot less for the architect. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know what they would have done that would have got me as excited as the first time I saw it. And... Because it birthed the genre, this is the problem with so many reboots that they do. I don't know how they can reboot it to get me excited. We've got so much CGI kicking around, so many fight things, all these Netflix series with these fight, you know, Daredevil and stuff like that. They're all trying to find different ways to fight scenes and make it cool and, and make it different. And I just don't know what they could do to get me excited with it again. And I just think it needs to be left no I completely agree because a lot of the things that make the Matrix so good um, or what made it so good at the, that particular time was because it yeah it did kind of blow you away in a sense it was kind of unexpected there was stuff there which you hadn't necessarily seen before in movies you know, as you mentioned like about the bullet time um, and, and things like that and the trouble is if you then go back and try to reboot it yeah that is the question what can you do that's mm. going to have that same impact it's the same with a lot of films they that give you that that level of impact it's very difficult to then follow them up with a, a sequel or try to do a reboot because you've already had that original impact that the film gave you i think there was plenty of opportunities for it because it spawned the animatrix and all of the kind of anime movies that came out after that so there was plenty of potential for it and with 
it's burning into things like you even had to play like a PlayStation 2 game to understand what the fuck was going on well, between yeah, like, it, two um, and three. Flight of the Osiris. Well, they filmed extra bits while they were making the, the movie yeah. and you had to play the PlayStation mm. 2 game to understand what the fuck was going on. And it <laughs> that's a nice quirky idea but maybe it's like too far ahead to get people to commit to then spending £40 on a computer game to, uh, to to make sure that they actually have an idea of what the fuck is going on in the film they're watching. Yeah. And I remember when the DVD came out they did um, all of the bullet time documentaries. And yep. it was one of the first times... It's one of the first DVDs. That, uh, I'm properly interested. Like, you get Blu-rays now with special features, and I, I usually just go straight to a gag reel and maybe deleted scene, and that's about it. The CGI kind of behind the scenes, you're not interested anymore, because after you've seen one kind of, of those talking head documentaries, they're all the same. But with the, the bullet time seeing how they set it up with 200 cameras yeah. in a circle and watching how they put that into a movie. At the, in 1999, year 2000, that was just mind-blowing. I remember it being one of the first DVDs because I remember it had the old like, flick thing case thing mm. that used to have. But yeah, that's right. It was one of the first DVDs that, that when, you, when the film came out on DVD, you bought it and actually there was so much extra content on those discs that made you want to watch it, which which but sort of is now um, grown into its own thing. And so when you look back to The Matrix, apart from just the special effects, it actually did a lot of things in terms of what the expectation was in terms of uh, when you buy something now. Like, you didn't just get... When you used to buy VHS, you got the film and that was it. But now you, there was an expectation yeah. that you had well, to have. When they took it to Warner Brothers, they rejected it and said, no, we don't get it. They said, well, look, we'll go away, we'll, we'll film some concept stuff. And they just did bullet time around a kind of a, a flaming barrel. They did that footage and then they went back to Warner Brothers, showed them that, and they're like, holy crap, you can, here, here's, here's some money, go go make it. And they, it wasn't a, it wasn't a high budget movie. Are the Wachowski sisters, as they are now, involved with it? Um, no. I don't think they're going to no, be involved. They're... It's it, it, The only person I know so far identified is Zach Penn. Who's doing the screenwriting for it? And wasn't it Joel Silver produced? I read something yeah. somewhere that was basically Joel oh, yeah, Silver that, produced that was... it. Wachowski Brothers wrote it, and it was their concept. Wrote so it apparently, and... Joel Silver and the Wachowski brothers massively fell out. Hmm. So the contention is, it's either going to be Joel Silver might come back on, or the Wachowskis, but you ain't going to get both. The only thing I was thinking, just sitting here while we were talking, was this could be if you're going to go back and revisit the Matrix. Rather than a film or going back, because again, the biggest problem is with the films, and it's where you do these reboot things. And one that springs to mind, bizarrely enough, is um, when they redid Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm, oh. There's certain beats that people are expecting, like hit them. bullet time. So, showing us bullet time again, we're like, mm, we've seen all this. Could you not take it and maybe do a Netflix series and actually start from the point of. X, Y, Z, yeah. Having, yeah. having the computers, having the whatever, and then actually the creation of the Matrix, the beginning of the Matrix, mm. different characters, and then start mm. off with that. You've then also got, because they go on about Neo being the one, you're like, you're the fifth Neo. So you've got your series there. You can yeah. have Neos one to four, and you could have your prequely series because I think the biggest problem is and one of your biggest bugbears Mark about the Matrix films is basically the sequels undo what's so cool about the first mm. because he's like he's done it he's done da, da, da. he's like uh, yeah about that actually what we've done is we've manipulated him and we need him because we have to press a reset right. button all I like, remember is all that see, see like the Matrix I can remember Matrix you go 2 back, I can remember could work. Big, big, I fell asleep in a during the uh, the big fights on the motorway Terrible, but the Matrix Three. All I can remember is the bloke with like a Ed Two O Nine machine gun thing firing at some things. Keanu Reeves getting blind and a ship going up in the air beyond the smog and coming back down. But I don't really, you know, I don't really recollect right. those. But the the Matrix is brilliant. Um, I've got no uh, no bad words to say about that. Mm. So with regards to the sequel, and I think I've said this before, the problem is the thing you liked about the Matrix was the Matrix. Yeah. 
the flashy world, and at the time, the leather trench coats and the glasses and the yeah. kung fu fighting, the and all the cool phones. things. Yeah, uh, it was just very. It's very nineties movie, nineties soundtrack. Everything was really cool. You loved the fucking Matrix. Mm. And the second movie, they go, now what we'll do is we'll hang out in a fucking cave for a bit, and they hang out in the real world, which is as soon as I saw the real world in the original Matrix, I was just like, oh, this is a bit shit. And admittedly, I probably want to be just like Cypher. I'm like, plug me the fuck back in. I preferred it in the real in yeah. the Matrix mm. rather than the real world. But they spend too much time in the fucking real world. Morpheus delivering his fucking bare-chested speech. And then they have the sexy rave dance in a cave. That can fuck off. They like to do that in like, other films as well. Safety duo I mean? playing in the background. And that awkward sex scene as well. You're like, and it's a difficult, and it is no. a difficult second no. album because they they hit a home run, and that was a self-contained story. Didn't need to go any further. Yeah. And with the second film, it's like right. You've now established that Neo is the one. He can manipulate whatever he wants at will. He can change the code, do anything. But they shit all over that by saying, oh no, these are these new agents, they've got upgrades. <laughs> if you want to subscribe to McAfee and get involved yeah, but there's and get an updated there, to them. But there's an argument there though that you know you say it's a nice self-contained story. So it's fucking episode four of Star Wars. Sorry to bring it back in. It, that's a nice self-contained story. You had to, didn't you? you had to I, I knew Wars, that Simone would like and we'd lost him. We'd lost him. He's Morpheus opened the says to him, and I know it's just a prophecy, but Morpheus says to him. Like, he says, uh, are you saying I can dodge bullets? He's like, no, I'm saying that when you're ready, you won't need to. You won't need to fight these people. There was nothing in the other two Matrix movies where he just kind of, like um, uh, Apocalypse in the X-Men movie, could just manipulate anything he wants to. That should have been what Neo could have done. Mm. He didn't need to fight anyone. He didn't need to do anything. Um, And they also just, they had the burly brawl, and I forget what the... The, the fight in the final movie was called but they do not stand up well all of the Smiths all of mm. the Smiths and now with the glorious HD that we get these days you can see how many um, CGI agent Smiths there are and how many blokes in masks there are digital and HD was a bit of a fucker isn't it filming on those like the, the abandoned film to film on this new format saying yeah you know digital HD is the way forward and then now we've like ramped it up on ultra 4k screens or whatever it's like it's not no, it looks it, it, shit. It's a rubbery kind of... And with the, the original Matrix, it was genuinely a movie that you watched one once and thought it was cool. Then you watched a second time and thought, fuck, that's a bit deep. And there's always something you picked up from the next three or four viewings. Like um, I, when he's uh, Mr. Anderson in his job world and uh, he's talking to his boss and the boss is literally doing the same speech as Agent Smith does in the Matrix saying... One day you're going to have yeah. to make a choice and it's all about choice and stuff like this. And just the parallels in that one movie are brilliant. Mm-hmm. You have to go back and watch the second Matrix because the fucking architect... Uh, anyone yeah. that says they got that the first time they saw it is fucking lying. But who let that pass? The, who let that pass the quality control? Because, you know, way to fucking completely kill off your audience in one sequence of a movie... Do you remember that Will Ferrell skit yeah, yes. of the architect? <laughs> you ever seen that? Fils of Concurrently! Oh, it's just brilliant. Just like yelling big words at him. But those two those two yeah. sequels, it was just, okay, you're giving us bullet time. What else you got? Um, but again, this is where you come back to, it's got to be bigger, it's got to be bigger, it's got to be bigger, which, you know, again, the X-Men films suffer from. How do we ramp it up? And it's like, you don't necessarily have to. Mm. I think if give, give give Neo a mission and some shit to do and we've got to go do this and it doesn't necessarily mean that the entire jeopardy of the Matrix yeah. is at stake or blah 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 you don't have to keep raising the stakes all the time so again but did you feel in like Matrix 2 and 3 there was ever any jeopardy? no no I didn't well no because Neo is the one exactly so, so you've reached that point where he can now and like they touch on it in the second one. It's like, uh, where's Neo? Oh, he's doing his Superman thing. And he's flying around. And Okay, that's cool. You can fly around and stuff. But like I say, why are you bothering to fight people? Why can't you just disintegrate them by looking at them? And I get, I get what they were trying to do with Agent Smith, that there's theories that Agent Smith is the one, and it's not Neo. 
but a yin and yang kind of thing where you can't have push without pull. So the stronger Neo gets, the stronger Agent gets, Smith yeah. understands. Yeah. He says, I saw you die. I don't understand that. And I brought myself back kind of thing and reprogrammed myself. So it's like a computer, an, an AI program that's learning. So he learns by seeing Neo. But then everything's supposed to reset and it would have been the, the next in, incarnation of a guy that is very... There's so many tones in that, of religious tones of a guy coming back to life and, you know, he's done this before. If they're going to go and do another movie, I'd say keep it, scrap, maybe like with uh, Superman Returns, they kind of said Superman 3 and 4 didn't happen, so we're going to carry on from 2. So they, why not just carry on from 1 and have Neo as Old Man Logan or... Uh, Luke Skywalker from Force Awakens, sorry, Simo, or um, Flynn from Trump oh, Legacy, right, yeah. where he's in the system because he's, you don't know what happened to Neo. They left it very open for a purpose. He's in there somewhere, and then somehow the Matrix is still going somewhere, and they hear about the legend that is Neo, and they have to go and find him, bring him back into the Matrix to fix some shit that they come up with. I don't know. But find a different tube station. Zach Penn has yeah. said <laughs> if he's gonna recast if he's gonna recast Neo, he's gonna use Keanu Reeves. So there's he's said there's gonna be no kind of recasting of that unless Keanu's involved. So if they do use Neo, it will be Keanu. So why not just have him as an old Blind man. Don't have to make him old. You see how he's in like the John Wick trailers and everything. He's else. still pretty doesn't age. Uh, like fifty, he? isn't he? He's still he's now. John Wick two. He's like fifty. He's now like fifty one. He and he's yeah. fucking Graham Norton or something. I saw mm. him on. They were like, duh, 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 you're fifty. I was like, fuck off. Yeah. Well, sucks to be us, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but no, have him as an old, older, kind of grizzled Neo, yeah. just hanging around in the machine world, well, stubble. And they're like, they have to bring him back for one last mission. <laughs> and someone goes and finds him and goes rather than the lightsaber passed over it's a cookie I think there's an origin TV show um, I don't know how long but just for I'm going to say the first 10 minutes 15 minutes of him waking up getting messages on his computer screen and all that and then you know follow the white rabbit and all that stuff mm. if you uh, as you pointed out you know if he's the the fifth incarnation or the fifth person or wherever it works you know, there's a whole, you know, you can start off where, you know, a young Morpheus. That's been mentioned. That was online today that it could be a Morpheus origin story. Mm. Uh, of him just what? Searching. He does yeah, say, he I believe a lot. <coughs> I believe. I believe. I don't, I don't, I don't Maybe know. it's going to cross I, I, over the X-Files. <laughs> oh no, that's all I, I don't know. I, I guess <laughs> I want to it's, I, like I said to your brother the other day, best thing to do is just have if you want to go alternate matrix and have uh, have a movie where it goes, take a red or a blue pill, goes, oh, I'll have the red one and that's alright. And the rest of the movie is just Neo or Mr. Anson Hanging at work for two hours, goes home, has an asphyxia wank and dies. That's it. Cutting back to scenes of Morpheus crying, going, I really thought he'd take the other <laughs> pill. I just, I just thought he would. And everyone's like, Can we stop eating this? Fucking terrible cereal. I guess it's Tasty wheat. Tasty wheat. You know, we say, like, you know, Simo doesn't give a shit about Star Wars. As much as I like The Matrix when it came out, I'm really not... Like, either way, they could kind of, like, do something and I'll probably go, all right. But I'm not... I, I think, guess I'm not, I guess I'm having a Simo thing tonight where I'm like, well, The Matrix, I just didn't... I liked the first one. I really liked it. I thought the second the sequels were shit. And... Anyway, I think we are pretty divided here on 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 our our matrix. My 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 initial reaction is no, just leave it alone. It's what so I'd leave it alone. Eighteen years old now, eighteen years ago. Matrix. Yeah, the millennials 99. won't remember it. So yeah, that makes me sad as well. I think it's just anything that makes me feel old. I get bitter about <laughs> rebooting the matrix. Came out last year, for fuck's sake. No. It's a bit like when you hear that uh, remix of a new song or something that sampled, like when you were young, you were like, oh, that's awesome. And then your parents would go, well, that sucks sucks balls. It's not as good as the original. And you were like, no, no, that's not true. And now like a new version thing that samples a song that came out when you're like 
Ace of Base or something. You go, no, that's terrible. Ace of Base was much better than this. After St. Patrick's Day, apparently Jump Around House of Pain is now 25 years old. Yes, it is. Amazing. Rubbish. <laughs> I'm still oh, playing Ring so Yeah, 25 years. 25 motherfucking years. And the other thing about fucking um, <laughs> <Here we laughs> resolutions, right? Oh, Christ, is still going. Who's your favourite... Who, magazine to read. Who's you your favourite person in the Matrix? Everyone... Who's the focus of the Matrix? It's it's Neo. So what, what we'll do for the third movie is I fuck him off for half an hour. <laughs> get rid of him and we'll have fucking um, people in the exosuits arguing about something we don't give a fuck about. Oh, that was... That was 250 awesome. Sentinels. One for every man, woman and child. Fuck off, Morpheus. And stop eating pies. Wasn't there a rainbow at the end? No, you're thinking of the bit where the ship fl- quickly flies up when he's blinded and they go up above yeah, the Yeah, there was a, no, there's a, a, right at the very end, there's a rainbow. in the park with the oracle, And it? the little girl, she created it because you don't know what the fuck she can do. Yeah. And computer programs love each other now. They're families and stuff. Anyway, I really Causes don't want to talk about love. Matrix anymore. That, all right, that, there you go. There's a good bit from fucking Reloaded. The Merovingian. Hello, madame. I've got my chocolate orgasm cake for you. <laughs> and Monica, oh, Monica Bellucci boobs. boobs. Everyone loves Monica oh, Bellucci's oh. boobs. Cause and effect, my love. Monica Bellucci's boobs. See, the... so you didn't want to go back in the Matrix for that steak. You just want to go back and burn Can I actually say, she's the best thing about the Matrix 2 and 3 is, is Monica Bellucci's boobs. They were good. Yeah. Damn, I salute your... F- is she telling your French this? She was fully clothed the whole time. But breasticles. Yes. She had a massive set of chest bollocks. She's always got massive Jesus She's always Christ, had massive tits. Need to fucking get out more. We do, to the cinema. <laughs> we play computer games. We're not like you. We don't we don't get to do these things or live it, you know, with your massive wanger over there. We 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 oh, spent that was You know, I sum it up I don't need another Matrix movie. The first, the first one, brilliant, self-contained story, done. They didn't need to make the other two. There's some good bits in them, but overall... Yes, thank you. Fuck it. Are we, are we done? Unless you do Old Man Neo. Old oh, Man Neo, fuck. We're in for that. Through a break. Where he carts around an old Morpheus who's lost his mind. Oh, because he... Billy Ray's, was it, Miley Cyrus? <laughs> and Neo going, you need to take your pills. I give out the fucking pills. I always <laughs> gave out the pills. Why am I taking pills? I'm so lonely. So take your red pill and go sleep. <laughs> I always remember from the first film when uh, Morpheus is tied up in that room with the agents mm. and uh, an Agent Smith like turfs the others out and takes his earpiece out. And I can't remember what the line is, but he's like moaning about people and then he like wipes so his... smells. Yeah, he wipes his head and sniffs. Mm. I remember when I was younger that it always used to make me gag watching him do that. Like... Wipe sweat off his bald head and then sniff it. Even now, it gets you erect. <laughs> My anus is twitching, yes, but um. I'm, no, I'm still thinking about Monica Bellucci's boobs. <laughs> Get a grip, let go. Well, I'm sure they have let go now. That was like that film came out 15 years ago. They were all right in uh, Spectra, weren't they? Yeah. In what? Spectra. She so Spectra. she kissed Spectra. Leo. Spectre. Oh, you're Bond? Yeah, yeah the, the latest James Bond film, he gives her a good rogering. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've seen that. What the hell did you say? Spectre? Spectre. Spectre. <laughs> Frank Spectre. Have you seen Frank Spencer, <laughs> the movie? <laughs> oh, Betty. <laughs> I'd go and watch that. Hanging on to what? the back of a bus of Frank Spencer. Frank Spencer, fucking Monica Bellucci. That's what they need to reboot. Fucking fuck the Matrix, reboot. Some mothers do have them. I'd go to Samuel L. Jackson as Frank Spencer. Oh, Betty, motherfucker! I've come over all queer! Samuel L. Jackson roller skates going down the road. I'm a motherfucking roller skates, motherfucker! Get those fucking snakes off my fucking bus. Mmm, Betty! <laughs> Get your ass over here. Yes, Betty deserved to die. And I hope she burns in hell. So basically, after half an hour of discussing the Matrix, we've decided that fuck the Matrix. We want to see some mothers do have them with Samuel Jackson. I oh, thank you. <laughs> So 
So the time has come for another exciting instalment of Wyatt's <laughs> Random Generator. I've got to fucking we do that. We really again, need I? a better name. I don't. For that. I don't like the way you said "come." How would you like me to say "come"? Random. Wyatt's random question. No, questionarium. Question. Concurrently, Wyatt's concurrently questionarium. Wyatt's concurrently questionarium. Tombola of conundrum. <laughs> Tombola of cum. Can we Chinese? <laughs> Chinese what? People? <laughs> that might take a couple of <laughs> It might take a little while. It's fried rice, you pick. <laughs> <laughs> Casual races for the podcast. Lethal weapon four. No, no, no. Apparently, Asian people and Irish people are still game, so nobody seems to get upset to be sure. anymore. So. Okay, thanks. Game as in, like, birds. You can shoot them. Uh, yeah, with the right paperwork, apparently so. Uh, what yeah. would you say is the Well, worst... I'm going to go home and go and shoot some Johnny. What would you say is the worst Irish accent in a movie? Conor McGregor <laughs> in Floyd Mayweather The Fight. Worst Irish accent? Um, I've got Irish accent. Brad Pitt um, in Devil's Own. That's pretty bad. Or Tommy Lee Jones in Blown Away. Oh, um, there's um, <laughs> yeah. Sean Connery <laughs> in um, oh, The Untouchables, the Untouchables <laughs> because he's supposed to be Irish and he's just like, well, I'm just destroying my own action for every single film. Do you know for um, Hunt for Red October, it was supposed, yeah, it's supposed to be Russian. It's supposed to be Russian. <laughs> and I think um, the, the other actors like every spent film. weeks learning the dialect and getting it all right. Sean Connery bowls up at the start of the film and goes, fuck that shit, we ain't doing that. We're talking English. And that was it. I'm not prepared to talk yeah. in this way. Oh, That's a bit like, I know you're still you, a good fan. I know you're not a fan of Game Miss of Smelly Thrones. Fanny. But with Game of Thrones, yeah, Sean Bean was cast and he just went, oh, I just want to use my normal accent. And they were like, okay, can you learn a different accent maybe? Because otherwise all the actors are going to have to talk with a northern accent. And Sean Bean went, no. no. <laughs> no. And that's the reason why all the people from the north in, in Game of Thrones all talk with kind of northern accents is because Sean Bean was like, no, I really can't be bothered. No, fuck, it. fuck this. No one knows how big this show's going to be. Yeah. I'm here for like three weeks. <laughs> fuck off. But it used to be a point where Sean Bean would turn up in a movie and he might as well be wearing a fucking red Star Trek jumper. <laughs> Dead. Does he die? 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 I haven't seen Silent Hill. I haven't seen Silent Hill. I thought it was a computer. I'm sure he dies in Silent Hill. I can't remember. Odds on, probably, yeah. He either dies or turns his back on the good guys and then dies. Like (laughs) Ronin and fucking Bond. Anyway. In Sterry area. We are going to start. What is it we're calling it now? Like you said, Wyatt's Random Generator. Or Questionarium. No, okay. Questionarium. Why it's random questionnaire. Bing. Oh, God, I can't Oh, I haven't pressed the button yet. Right. Okay, ready? Bing. You're still too quick. For fuck's oh, sake, you're God. absolutely slow. Right. <laughs> Let me guess. Fuck your mum yeah. question. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> Who can do the best Arnold Schwarzenegger so- <laughs> impression? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Next. <laughs> That's not impression. Should we all gonna have a go where right. Pete's gonna beat us? So right, why don't you start? Got to think of a line. Oh, we want to do the same line. That that was no, 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 just no, do a different lines. Fuck it. Don't worry if it pops in your head. I was watching it. It's not a tumor. Look around. The eyes. He didn't oh. see me. <laughs> Look around. Stick around. Stick. <laughs> Look around. <laughs> bright eyes. Every time I come. <laughs> The eyes, it didn't see me. <laughs> Come on, Pete. Do it. Beat yourself. It's a total eclipse of the heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. Brandon Generator. What do you do? No, sorry, while I remember. You remember when we were in the flat? A very long time ago, these two used to do a recording of what would happen if it was in Arnold Schwarzenegger talk. Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone. Stallone lived in a house together We'd and they did perform it <laughs> now you used to do Arnie and I'd do Sylvester Stallone <laughs> and we'd just sit there for a whole evening talking as Sylvester Stallone and I Arnold. have watched the WWE pay for you back in the Attitude Era 
with them two fucking um, commentating all the way through. I have so to say, it was extremely, extremely drunk. <laughs> yeah. So normally, basically, you'd have, <laughs> you'd have Sylvester Stallone going, and then he's going, and going, yes. Get me a beer, get me a yeah, fridge. It was always more Rainier Wolfcastle than that. <laughs> yeah. I was elected to lead, not to read. <laughs> like, hey, why didn't you give me a beer? My beer's not down here. I not what I'm doing. It's like you're uh, a villain. Yeah. Hello, my name is Luke Wickle. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake, he's back again. <laughs> Thank you, Beans. <laughs> Thank you, Beans. He was masturbating. Have you seen my battle? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Covered. Ready? It's not a tumor. Get to the job. I can't do it. Bing. Bing. First movie you saw at the cinema? Snow White and <laughs> Seven Dwarfs. Little yeah. Rascals. Same here, actually. Little Snow Rascals. White and Seven Dwarfs. We're the same age, so I reckon yeah. we saw it. OG One. I think we could still smoke in the cinema. And then we sp- oh, remember this, like the first trip to the cinema. I don't think it worked. I was pretty little, and I went with my parents. I was fucking smoking. Liberal upbringing. I just remember that you could smoke in the cinema. I decided to go. Yeah, I remember that the people were smoking in the cinema. I just remember. What was it? It was like two. Wouldn't let me shoot. Fucking cigarette. I was fucking rolled a spliff. Fucking tapped my arm up and fucking everything. I was smoking. I was seven. I fell around his body. I was. We could still smoke at the cinema at yeah. the age of three. <laughs> I think mine was Care Bears the movie. Sorry, what? Forest feeling, oh, yeah. Caroline. Right. I had to watch that recently. Really Everyone's a Caroline. Hit me. Yeah, what? Bing. Ooh. Best movie villain. Nothing in Marvel films. I ain't um, going. No. Hans Gruber. Damn it! Beat me to it. In your motherfucking face. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Hans Gruber. Don't look at me blank. That was fucking terrible. What? Hans now I have terrible. to glass you with your own bottle. No, that's going to be so Oh, no, my impression was shit. Your impression? Yeah, no, it's shit. Oh, okay. It's fucking yeah, no, terrible. No, I'm on board with that. He's buying oh, some Hans right. Gruber. <laughs> yeah. No, Hans Gruber. Huh? Oh, yeah. God. Hands down. Because I think in like Empire Movie Magazine and stuff like that, it's always been Darth Vader that's been number one. No, he's not. No, but it, no, not for me. He, no, I think Hans Gruber. He will not be joining us for the rest of his life. Hans Gruber, the Predator. Although he wasn't a villain, really, was he? He's more of a sportsman. No, I, I wouldn't. In terms of disturbing yeah, imagery and stuff that stuck with me, I'll always go with uh, Reverend Kane, Poltergeist Two. The only horror film I've watched. Fucking millions of splatter gore horror films. I love the horror film genre, but the only person to ever give me a nightmare from watching horror film is Reverend Kane from Poltergeist 2. I can't remember. God is in his holy temple. Holy fuck. I can't remember what his name is. But Pete, you get this. Everyone! I was just about to say Leon, Gary Oldman. Yes. The, the bent, yeah, the bent cop. Uh, yeah. Gary Oldman from Leon. Yeah, in Leon, where he's literally that bit where he's just going, you can feel it in the air. I love Beethoven. Mm. I'm just thinking of Sing now. Um, uh, Robert De Niro and Heat. Great villain. Oh, no, I wouldn't villain. Would you go as But for me, villain has to be out and out fucking bad nasty, guy. Like, like, like for shit. example, Bane is a villain. Oh, I don't I'm not saying he's yes. <laughs> everyone's leaning in on me with glasses what a lovely lovely voice I've turned to a fucking bang come fest here and you adopted the darky I'm adopted but yeah no Hans Gruber alright final movie question best opening credits for a movie I will say one of my favourites is Zombieland that's good for whom the bell tolls, Metallica, slow motion, yeah, right, killing. Right, it was a good answer. And a, a movie we mentioned in the previous podcast episode, uh, Wolverine um, Origins. Yes, yes. Um, best time credits. And I will nominate every Bond movie. Mm. That's what I was about to say. Because I mean, the thing with the Bond movies is the last few. Uh, theme tunes that have come out they've been clever when I've heard them I've not liked them but when 
like Skyfall I wasn't really into oh until, I love fucking Skyfall the minute but, I heard it but in, as soon as the movie started and now every time I watch it it just gives me that little kind of tingle really like it if you want to get a basic dump, a basic denominator and just to piss them off I will say one thing it's 20th Century Fox fanfare into the main Star Wars theme um uh, I can pretty much hear Ben shouting from his date right now if we don't mention Deadpool. Yeah, no, absolutely. Opinion. I was going to say Deadpool, but I thought, you know, it is good, but I, I guess opening, it is Star Wars. I'm sorry. It's Star Wars. Although I really, really like, that it's probably not the same, I really like that first couple of minutes of Raiders of the Lost Ark where you have the old Paramount... Jaws. And the mountain. Yeah. What is in the opening sequence or the opening? Opening credits. So yeah. when the credits blaze up on the screen, not the opening scene. The opening yeah, credits. Okay, opening credits. Yeah, um, credits. Like... Which of your credits, you've got the Paramount with Indiana Radders Lost yeah. Art, you've got um, the Paramount logo, and then it zooms out, it's, and it's, it actually is the mountain, and then they're walking through. Not necessarily the whole credits, but um, the start of uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yes, where it's, it's awesome. the eight-bit tune of the Universal logo. Yeah, pretty cool. Indiana Jones. I quite like it. Where on... they actually went and had to find mm. the fucking yeah. Paramount Mountain, mm. which was a bit of a mission to find a mountain that matched it. That I like it on cool. I like it on Pop Start. Never stop. Whatever it is. Never stop. With the, stopping. With the Universal. <laughs> that is. A, do you know what? I watched that last weekend. On a recommendation. That's fucking brilliant. I never thought I'd like it as much as I did. Tim Burton Batman. Oh, yes. Tim Burton Batman. Danny Elfman music before I'd seen the film properly. That was kind of like... Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. Cool beans. Right. What are we talking about? (laughs) He's in Rogue One. See where he's gone. Fuck it, I'm just going to get drunk. He's in all my movies. So The Matrix... He, he was, no, he was in the Matrix. He was in the Matrix. Do you think Samuel L. Jackson could be Neo? No. Morpheus. <laughs> Why? Keanu Reeves. Because of Reeves. racial stereotypes. Yes, yes I yes, believe that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly what it is. Okay. I blame Donald Trump for this. All right. Anyway, let's go. Let's go. Trumpet. Uh, Trumpet. Trumpet. The only trouble is you get this little muff bit in your mouth. Just take the elastic band off, you cock. What did you want to do? I've got an elastic band on my cock. No, not the elastic band on your cock. It's just the way you see See that little thing there? It's like a little twat tickler, isn't it? Take that off. Oh, the way you did that. You can use that as a cock ring if you want. The way you did that was like unrolling a Johnny. Why would you unroll a Johnny? Johnny. Oh, Johnny. You know, when you you take a condom off. No, I never take them off. I've got a 70 on there now. There's a bit of a jizz that's gone hard. Like just one condom. I just always wear it. Just fattening it up. Yeah. They used to have that like, in the 40s and 50s, like going back in time, they just had one oh. condom. They called it like Old Faithful or something like that, wouldn't they? They, they, didn't, they reused it. They had to like, like wash it out. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you know. I don't know, I wasn't alive in this. That's basically, I oh, know, me, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it was. <laughs> Is that what you do, White? Wash your, wash your condom out? I was always told in school you could just use cling film and a rubber band and that'd be alright. I've no. never tried that. Note to self. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, cling film and a rubber band. Purchases Let's see what happens. Oh, Let cling... the magic begin. So that's where I got confused with cling film and chloroform. <laughs> chloroform so, so he said to the judge. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Your honour. Cling film, chloroform. They're in the same aisle. I mean, you know. Are you putting chloroform on your cock? <laughs> no, I'll put a cling film over her mouth. Oh, all right. Oh, just yeah. as a disclaimer, we don't advocate use of any of this, just in case anyone decides to uh, stick like cling film and a rubber band on cock. We once cling filmed a guy from head to toe when he was naked and took him to the hippodrome and then left him on the dance floor. Oh, yeah, How did you get him in? Oh, the doorman said you can go in for yeah, five we, minutes. The doorman were like, so, yeah, go on. And they let us in. They don't let you in fucking trainers. They don't naked in cling film. Well, we, that's we, the dress code. That's how you get in now these days. <laughs> we bundled into his flat. He lived above the Playhouse pub. And we bundled in there, wrapped him up, carried him down, plonked him on the dance floor, just stood bounced around. Then someone brought their scissors with them, undone all this cling film, 
wept it off and then we all ran out of the hippodrome and left him to run all the way back down the high street. Just to go to the hippodrome back to the playhouse. But, but how he wouldn't have the key to get back into his place when... Yeah, true, he had no pockets. <laughs> Maybe he clinched He kept it in his foreskin. He's Jewish. Oh, Christ. I don't know. So he did he get back in his flat? <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to know this thing. I don't know. I was laughing too much at him running down the street butt naked. Yeah, it's called a locksmith. Can you use his like, cock as like this? Uh... No, but he sadly he died. <laughs> oh. Talking to people that have died. Um... <laughs> oh, that was poetry. Smooth Beautiful. shit, mate. Shit, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. In the not-too-distant past, uh, we, I say we lost, the world lost Bill Paxton from movies and TV. Mm. Um, and life. And life as well. <laughs> Sorry, the people that knew him in real life, they lost him as well. Um, no. No, but I just assumed, because he's no longer in movies and TVs, his ability what? to be in life probably <laughs> is greatly diminished. Upon Six. 13, Kevin Bacon. Ah, yeah, you say, yeah, one degree. One. Bomb. One degree? One wow. degree. Oh, that's how so, great he was. So that leads us on, is your favourite Bill Paxton moments, is that yours, Apollo 13? Oh, he's no. He's Kevin Bacon. No, no. no. Okay. My, my personal favourite, I'll just go in as I'm talking and start to get drunk. Um, Twister. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great movie. Um, I, again, kind of disaster movie, weather, going back to... Geostorms. Flying cows. Yeah. Flying cows. Fuck you, new cow. Man. Another cow. Actually, it's, I it's think that's the, the same one. I think it's one of the only movies he was the probably the lead role in because he was never really a leading man. He was always a leading lady, or well, not character actor, but supporting artiste. Yeah, supporting artiste. So, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that's, at the time. That's that's Brilliant. my favourite um, Bill Paxton movie. Um, it was probably also one of the first films. Obviously, being a bit younger than you guys, no offence, so one of the first films that. I kind of went out and bought with my pocket money. Is that the first film? That was a VHS. Is that the first film you saw him in? Do you think? Is that your first kind of? Probably, to be honest. So I think for the three of us. Because the next one would have been Apollo 13, which I think was a year or two after that. Yeah. I think ours will all be the same. Yeah, exactly. Yours will be Aliens. Aliens. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think probably Aliens. He was in. Terminator, but obviously he was in Terminator for such a small. Retrospectively, you bit, knew it. Yeah, going back you were like, you wouldn't have watched Terminator and go, "Oh my god, that guy right at the beginning." He's and it's it's yeah, not like it, it was a bit part. It wasn't a standout role, yeah, was it? No. Um, I think I watched Terminator when I was twelve, and I think I watched Aliens when I was about fourteen. But there would have been no connection between. Yeah, there was that meme floating around saying he's the only guy to get killed by Alien, Terminator, and Predator. Predator. So. Um, because uh, he was that he was an asshole in Predator Two, wasn't he? He was a cocky shit, yeah. and that wasn't a great movie. But um, I didn't think that was. A bad, I didn't think, I didn't think that was a Predator bad. Two is not a bad sequel. Yeah, but the, right, um, so, the only thing that fucks it up is Arnold, who was originally supposed to be in the last ten minutes of the film. Yeah, couldn't do it because he was doing Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> And that's not a bad thing. But I think Arnie at the end of that film God. turning up, like they got Dutch to turn up to go and fucking help. I'm too old for this shit. But oh, getting back to Bill Paxton, um, favorite moments. I'm gonna I'll, okay. I'll go. One of my favorite moments is True Lies. I think I Simon know. is just a weaselly little jerk. But whatever Bill Paxton did, he was probably. A standout highlight of that movie, like um, Agents of Shield, he turned yeah, up. Yeah, it was quite good. Isn't um, and you know, I, I tailed off season two, mm. stopped watching. But when he, when Bill Paxton turns up, it, it gets your attention. It's, I thought he was a great mm. actor. I um, think, yeah, he added to anything you're watching. Even like um, we had um, like Titanic. Even the mm. hammier bits that he had to do in that. He's a Jim Cameron boy. Yeah, and he was, but he was still very good in it. Um, even though he was basically there as an exposition machine, pretty much. Yeah. But even the scenes he was in, he was still great in them. He was engaging in them. Yeah, for me, it's always going to be Hudson Aliens. I think um, Aliens and True Lies are right up there. Um, Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise, that Live Die Repeat. Oh, you yeah. never killed watched me. it. You've never watched it. That's oh, good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Every that. time we went to the really cinema, that trailer was always mm. fucking on. And I that never saw it. Great movie. You will take that Blu-ray home with you tonight. I will. And watch that. It oh, is I will. Really yeah, good the things I've already stolen. Um, from and he's just he's a, it's a and not watched. 
It's a, yeah. He plays a larger than life kind of character in that. Um, a captain or a general like, or something. Yeah, corporal. Corporal or something like that. But he's just brilliant. Just gets your attention every time he's on screen. Um, he directed a really good movie that I don't think is well known. Um, Frailty. You remember that from the 90s? No. Um, no. Uh, really. I won't spoil anything about that movie then. But if you get a chance on a lazy afternoon, look for a movie called Frailty. Really fucking good. That's all I say. He was in After Dark. That was a good film as well. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Like kind of a vampire. They don't use the phrase vampire films. Do you ever see that one? Not seen it. That, that was good. It also had, funny enough, it had Bishop in it as well. Oh, really? Um, Did it really? Yeah. yeah. And I've forgotten the actor's name, which is rubbish. Uh, La- but... Lance Harrington. Yeah. He was in that as well as uh, the main bad. But yeah, he was in After Dark. That was a good film. But yeah, the standout one for me has got to be Aliens and Hudson because he was man. he was just a great character when all this crap's going on. And you've got these tougher than tough Marines and all this sort of thing, and he's just like going, "What the fuck? I didn't sign <laughs> Why up for didn't this." You just put her in charge. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, "I didn't sign up for this. What is all this?" And he was kind of the character in that film that you you related to very much because you were like, "The rest of them are hard ass Marines." Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, what the hell's going on? And and what was great about it was he he, he played it with enough um, sort of character, but he wasn't a weasel character, so you didn't hate it. Mm. He gave that balance of like going, look, I'm 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 down for helping with everyone, but fucking hell, this is ridiculous. I'm gonna shoot. Every- I will be do. Yeah, exactly. I'm a soldier, but I didn't yeah. fucking sign up to fucking shoot aliens. I was here to do. Yeah, and then how you know how he how he goes out in the end and everything else he's just like okay well if this is how it's going to be this is how it's going to be and you you completely bought that character you completely bought him in that there were a lot of you know like your kind of commando films and predator films and you had your you, you had your stereotype type people but he was his own very unique character yeah. and hasn't really been done since particularly i could be wrong i can't think of uh, a hudson ripoff no not one certainly doesn't spring to mind okay a very tedious kind of version of it would be um tyrese gibson in fast and furious where he's the one that's not on board with all the macho stuff and he's always just pointing out, oh, God damn, they've got a tank or this or that and just pointing out the ridiculousness of the situation all the time. But he's, 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 I'm he, not... He plays pretty much... Sorry, Tyrus Gibson mm. plays pretty much the same character in Transformers. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, and he gets typecast. But that's... I'm not putting that on a par with Paxton. But didn't Paxton also add lib a lot, if not most of his memorable think, lines? Yeah. The Express Elevator to Hell going straight down. I think that was ad-libbed. Um, game over, man. That was ad libbed. That, that's famously ad libbed. Yeah. Yeah. So he chucked these moments in, and yeah, he was great it, in it. He, it. I think he stands out in that movie because he is the the levity of that film. It just he is the contrast to the everything else that's going on in that situation. He otherwise it'd be because Alien was a very was a horror movie, very dark. Yeah, yeah. and this one was more balls out action. But he's just kind of, like you say, he's the thing you connect with for that. And like I said, my other favourite is True Lies. Just every scene yeah. he's in. And when they finally catch up with him and they've got him over that dam, and he's like, I've got a little dick, it's pathetic. <laughs> and he's, just, he's not, he, he doesn't mind sending himself up. And I think he can turn his hand to most things. And it's a shame because I think with the way things have changed out, like you said, he wasn't a main movie star, but particularly now with so many TV shows, HBO mm. shows, Netflix shows, I think if they'd have found the right vehicle for him, he very much could have been a mm. main character, a main star yeah. in a TV show because he was very watchable mm. on, on anything. I think he maybe did. he wasn't a leading man as such. He was better as a supporting yeah, possibly, yeah. yeah. A foil to a, a, a serious role. He could turn up and he just chewed the, the scenery. for the, Especially uh, Edge of Tomorrow, when you watch that. He's, yeah, he's brilliant in that. Um, so, yeah, he, he's going to be missed, I think. Um, 
and yeah. a decent guy by all accounts I've as well. Heard yeah, it was pretty never much. Very drama nice that surrounded him or anything like and that. And he, he was never really. You see a lot of film stars and stuff in the celebrity circles and that. I don't think he was ever really in that. No, like Kevin, Sp- Kevin Spacey, kind of similar person. Like they're just not involved in that Hollywood bollocks, if you like. Um, I think what sixty-one years old. Just it's heart surgery complications, something like that. So he went to have an operation, didn't come back. Uh, very sad, but um, cheers for what you did, Bill. Cheers, Bill. So we've reached the soggy bottom of our podcast. It's time to say goodbye. Thanks for listening, whoever's still out there, probably just Ham and Ben, just to see what happened in his absence. But from me, why it's goodbye from Chris. Do you know you can get like uh, twenty nuggets for four ninety nine? <laughs> I'm well aware of that fact. It's a fucking bargain. That's amazing. It's a deal. It's a deal. So the, Sad of the fucking, fucking century. century. Thank you. In fact, fuck it, Turkish. I think I'm going to keep them. How are we doing those sausages, Abby? <laughs> Two minutes, Turkish. <laughs> and if I can, <laughs> if I can, I'm just going to snatch a quick goodbye from Simo. Snatch <laughs> a quick goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I love Star Wars. <laughs> it took it? you that long to think of that. And finally, from our special guest, some would say he's better than Ben, but not me. It's Pete. <laughs> I would say probably yes. Yeah, you are better than Ben in most aspects. It's the way you cuddle at night. And the reach around. Mm. Something like that. Yeah. Cater to every need. Thank you, listeners. Good night. We miss you, Ben. Not you that don't. much. No? <laughs> Ain't he out getting laid? Who is Ben? See, you know, that's the point, right? Basically, he's not here because he's getting fucking laid. Ben. At least I turned up on a podcast once and then when he got laid. The two of us need look so no more. He's saying the next stage of that is you being on a podcast whilst getting laid. Well, I tell you what, I'm quite happy to do a live podcast if there's anyone out there who's interested I'll, in doing it. I can take the recorder home. Yeah? Yeah, she likes... Dominant. Oh, we're not really going to go Dominance, not dominance. Yeah, she loves dominoes. She loves being covered in garlic dip. (laughs) Well, if you want to record your garlic dipping of the wife. Double decadence, motherfucker. She loves a stuffed crust. Garlic tea bag. Get over here. Get over here. Come here. The Friday Night Beer Club Podcast. And we don't have any Ben tonight. He's out in the country park and a bit... Uh, fuck off, you cunt. <laughs> and once again, there's no Ben tonight. He's too busy. Out. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Just fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> and once again, we're... Uh, <laughs> and once again, we're... we're and once again, there's no Ben tonight. He's too busy out in the country park calling on... Uh, I had a... 32 inch big Penis. old fucking hey there folks you twat bags <laughs> welcome to the Friday Night Beer Club I'm a host Wyatt and blah, 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 blah. when is there a fucking man that turned into a no 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 he was he was just overly hairy it wasn't he was what and they shaved him no I show you M. Watson's boobs did you yes I in the car Paige's boobs no Paige had a hairbrush up off Fanny or something Oh, this so, ladies and gentlemen, if you're ever looking for celebrity nudes, wanking, or girls or anything like that, Simo is your man. If I'm looking for wanking, Simo is my man. No, a wanking over celebrities. There's been a bit. There's been quite a leak this week. So now we all know where to go. Simo's told me the website to go. That's where I'm going when I'm going home. (laughs) I'm. I'm not really. I'm going to go to bed when I go home. I'm tired. Hey there, beer clubbers. Paul Hardcastle. No, 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 19. No, no. <laughs> he doesn't know no. what. He doesn't fuck do yeah. what. Who the fuck is Paul Hardcastle? Do you go to school? He did the music to Top of the Pops as well. Nah, 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 nah. Like Max Headroom. 
Actually, this week, I came home from work <laughs> and on Thursday and there was this massive queue down by Gap and I went, what's going on? It's five o'clock. What the fuck? Why are people fucking queuing up for something? And then I walked past and I was like, they all look like they've slightly got like a screw loose. And then it dawned on me as I carried on walking down outside the door they were all queuing into, X Factor auditions. <laughs> oh, that's like, oh, oh that fucking explains it then. Oh, shit, I was meant to go to that. I reckon you'd go far. You just whop your yeah. cock on the table. Simon Cowell go, that's a big yes from me. Simon Cowell won't be here. He's not cock factor. Cock factor. Well, we know who'd win it. That's Britain's Got Talent. Simo would win it. Simo's Got Simo's, Talent. Simo's Got Talent. <laughs> I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeVille. <laughs> I, I did Westlife at Christmas karaoke. Close-up. This fucking hell, whole telescope. <laughs> flying without wings that. with a hole like... I did do flying without wings. I had people with lighters and everything. <laughs> trying to set fire to you. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Kill it with fire. <laughs> Burn the witch. You're flying without wings. See? Your butterflies trying to like fly your cock up. Spilling me baby shit. And then he goes straight into YouTube. Elevate.